Hello and welcome to the Art of Community podcast. I'm Ben Cotton. This is my wife, Heather. Hello. And we are, we have our first ever guests on the podcast today. This is Israel Rios. Hello. And Christina Rios. What's up? <laughs> I was committed to my wet side. You sound so cool, but we know better. But they, they are married. They, they, they're not brother and sister. They are married. Uh, and we're we're a little laughing a little bit because I forgot to push the record button yet again that to Heather did today. So this is episode six. We think will be episode six probably. And we're talking mm-hmm. about hospitality and just the idea of hosting people and inviting people into your life and into your home. And Israel and Christina are great at that. So Heather, why don't you introduce them for everybody? Okay. Uh, okay. So Christina and Israel, Benjamin. What? <laughs> fade the music. I am fading it. Wow. What's happening right now? That's what See fading that? is. You notice it gets quieter? <laughs> it's supposed to happen subtly so no one really notices. <laughs> But thanks for pointing it out. Anytime. We, we didn't notice the first time around, by the way. That's right. <laughs> he did it twice. Like, he did a slow fade, really slow fade twice. So. This one's better. Yeah, this one is better. Anyways, Christina and Israel are some of our closest friends. And they, um, one of the things that probably marks, I think, their lives the most is just the way they invite people in, um, into their lives. and. They invite people into each other's lives. Um, and usually they are really great at saying, I think these groups of people would be good together, or they'll invite you into family gatherings. We have lots of funny <laughs> stories about um, <laughs> being invited or friends being invited into, into uh, family gatherings. Let's didn't correct know that. Israel. <laughs> Invite. It's like a fun game that only he knows about, and he'll invite you and not tell you what you're invited to. Little details, should... uh, little things. Yeah, like anyone's going to be there but you, like that. Please don't wear pajamas. Yeah. By the way, so this has happened where they have in, invited us over and not told us other people are going to be there, and we show up in our pajamas, and um, that's fun. So, um, but no, for real, they just are really good at um, inviting people in and creating space for people and making people feel at home um, and not out of place. And it's a real art, and so we wanted just to have them in to talk about that. It's mm-hmm. a big part of their gifting. So that's what today is about. Good intro, hon. Thanks. Nice Nice job. I I won't ask you to introduce yourself this time. It's the last time Israel got the age of his child wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So that seems like dangerous territory. I thought thought asking you to just introduce yourself was a simple. I think we can do it this time. Yeah, they were nervous last time. Tell us about yourselves. Christina. Christina. Well, we've <laughs> Tell us about ourselves, Christina. <laughs> uh, we've been happily married for six, no, I mean, 13 years. Happily married for six years, married for 13. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we have two kids, um, 13 and six. And, um, we are entering the high school years, and so that's a lot of fun. Mm. But at the same time, 
uh, we have the little one who just finished kindergarten. So Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of fun with our girls. Yep. Success. (laughs) Smart man this time. (laughs) Israel, um, he was a chef for a long time. And uh, I feel like I should say that because we're talking about hospitality. And so some of the things that we have to say, uh, we've got from catering background and mm-hmm. stuff. So yes, I just want to put that little, not everybody knows yeah. us, I realize. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not the influencer business. That's well, right. Know, not everybody can be an influencer. <laughs> Which way? Uh, <clears throat> I'm getting him a name tag. It says influencer. I, I'm an influencer. <laughs> I feel like I should whisper it. And YouTuber. YouTuber. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I can handle the YouTuber <laughs> moniker. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Both of them, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Christina Israel, so why, just generally speaking, why is community relationships, meaningful relationships uh, important? Why does it matter to you? Um. Okay, well, it matters because God says it matters. Why? In the um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for episode six. <laughs> uh, so I brought a scripture. Ben sent us these questions. So um, I did think about this one actually probably more than any of the questions. So good luck, guys. Um, so Hebrews uh, three twelve through 13 says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So, like, we have a warning here that this happens, right? And so, uh, God's given us each other to, um, to be in each other's lives, to exhort one another. Um, I have a cross-reference for exhort. Flipping back and forth from notes. Um, and this is Hebrews 10, 24 through uh, 27. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is habit for some, but encouraging to one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near, for if you go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice or sin, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. So um, this, this kind of like, this, these scriptures have always tugged at our hearts. Um, we haven't always, like in our marriage anyway, uh, been connected in community. And it was uh, a really big gaping hole in our hearts, in our family. And uh, it's because God requires it uh, in, as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, a, yeah. yeah, it's just like should be part of our daily walk with Christ is allowing people to be in our lives and us pouring into others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes really easy to, to just be selfish when you're on your own doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> when no one is, is holding you accountable for your actions or what you're doing. But when you're in community and when you have relationships, there's, there's less room for the enemy to come in and attack that. There's more accountability. And I mean, and it's really cool to be in, in relationship with other people, just to, to walk your everyday life with people, you know, the struggles, your victories. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is cool to have, to know people, to see their background, to understand them better, to hear their story, hear their, st- their testimony, to share a meal together, uh, just like the kids to the park mm-hmm. or uh, little things like that. The, the, if you're doing it on your own, it's not as fulfilling. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that selfishness thing, I feel like it's something <clears throat> you don't talk about very often. Which is like I remember I used to think I was really selfless and like giving of myself and when I was me. single and in college. <laughs> then I met Christina. I was like, <laughs> I, I cannot compare. <laughs> she is so selfless. She's so selfless. It's like she doesn't even exist. <laughs> but, <laughs> but sorry, man. Good. But really, it's like yeah, you and then you you get married, you have kids, and like it's. Which is, and you don't have to be married or have kids to experience this. It's just mm-hmm. make adding people into your life that you feel responsible for. Mm-hmm. As soon as you do that, like it confronts selfishness that you didn't know you had until you have a person in your life that's close enough and you've, you've, you're committed to enough that it costs you something. And then you realize, oh, wow, I'm really selfish. Like the only reason I don't want to help you is that I just don't want to. I'd rather not because I'm selfish. And it confronts, and there's no way to see that, I think, any other way than with other people. Like, if you're by yourself, you'll never see, even see the selfishness at all to deal with it. No. So you said that you haven't always, as a couple, haven't always had community or been a part of community, like, like intentionally a part of community. So what made you decide that you wanted that, and how did you go about kind of starting down that path? I'm I'm throwing a new question at you that we didn't tell you were going to ask, but well, I just thought it while you were asking. Stick to the script, Heather. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what made I, you be like, we want community, and then how did you go about starting it? Well, I think it was hard for us when we were living in Greensboro, mm-hmm. um, going back and Nobody forward. Nobody knows every, where Greensboro is. Oh, yeah, they know. North well, Carolina. Look it up. Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> well, we live and we live in Kernersville. We were forty minutes from our church. Thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Depends who's driving. <laughs> Whatever. Israel drove. 35 minutes. 45 minutes. 45. <laughs> Anyways, 35, 45 minutes late to whatever we went to. <laughs> Mexican time. <laughs> it was a beast because then we were like three hours late. Yeah. So when we were living in Greensboro, it was really hard and we felt it. Um, just not being able to be in community more because it's, I mean, it's, it's not as easy as it is now for people to drop by, people to come to things that we invite them because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the distance. Mm-hmm. So that's when I think we realized how much we missed it and how much we wanted it. And we, yeah, our story is a little extreme, though, I think, for some people. Um, we longed for community a lot. I guess we were... We lived out there for eight years. Seven. Seven years. Don't make it longer, huh? <laughs> um, and 
so we really longed for something like that. And uh, we actually like picked up and moved. Our jobs didn't change, mm-hmm. but we just moved. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And we, it's, it's weird to say, but we moved further from our job and closer to our church mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and to my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually, I think, really radical. Yeah. To, to, I'm just thinking about people who are listening. To, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not. Like to think in terms, like for your church community and your friends to be such a high priority that you move, that you you make decisions about where you live based on that and not on work, Mm-mm. which is where most people, because that's the convenience. Like if you live living because you go to work every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the convenient thing is to live close to work even if it costs you like other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the opposite. I think what most people do, what you did. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Was it worth it? Absolutely. We ended up getting different jobs. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it, it really hasn't been too bad. Uh, no, we really like it here. I mean, since we have been here, we have had people over more than the seven years we were out there. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool, really cool to have those people over to build those relationships, to see them grow, um, you know, having small groups and stuff like that. That has been really cool. Um, so, yeah, I think it was really worth it. And it was all God. I mean, mm-hmm. he was all the one who did it. At the time when we were thinking about moving, um, the house market wasn't as good as now. Mm-hmm. And when we were living, it wasn't like a, a an area where everybody wanted to move to. It was not to. a desirable area. Right. So, <laughs> you know, we prayed about it and we felt like it was the right thing to do. And we got the house ready to put on the market. And then we, I mean, we were taking our time looking for a house because we thought it would be three, four months down the road. Mm-hmm. And it sold in one day. Mm. And yeah, it was around Christmas. And we had to move in with the Goldstones. Mm-hmm. Shout out to That's Scott right. and Jenna. Especially Scott. <laughs> <laughs> They're a family in our church, in our supper club. <clears throat> uh, so I, I think one of the things that's interesting about you two is your circle of friends is like weirdly diverse. <laughs> Like, and I don't mean just like racially diverse. It is racially diverse, which is interesting. But just in the types of people that are sort of gathered in around you, like pretty close mm-hmm. from family, friends, everything. Why do you think that? Do you think that's unique to you? Is there, or, or is it, is that intentional? Or like, what's the deal with that? Because I think most people, like that's a huge topic right now these days. Mm-hmm. And here you are like living it. Why I is think, that? I think people are attracted to us because Israel's Mexican. I'm half Mexican, but I look completely white, like blue eyes, white skin. And he's super white. So I think that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> pink, I got pink porcelain skin. Yeah. Um, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think that I would describe you too, but I feel like it would go sideways. 
and we would be sure, immediately canceled and deplatformed. Yes, and don't on do the that. I'm not going to describe. You can describe yourselves, but I'm not going to do that. That's funny. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Crap, where is it going with this? Sorry. Oh, uh, so we just, I think our look also has something to do with it. We just, um, I think people can tell by just looking at us that we're open to different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, You're hard to categorize. Do yeah, you definitely. also, like, do you think about who you want to invite over or like invite into first, the community? Or? So when we first uh, started doing this, because it was awkward for us because we didn't know mm. if people would want to come and sit at our table and eat. Um, so we just scheduled a night during the week that worked for us. Mm-hmm. And so on Sundays, uh, we would say, we would say, oh, we're going to invite so-and-so on this day of the week. And it was mm-hmm. the same day every Yeah, every Thursday. Day. Yep, it was Thursday. And so um, it kind of just, we just did different people and yeah that's how it just kind of started yeah by meeting those people and getting to know them we're like oh they like this but then the couple that we had three weeks ago they like this mm-hmm. maybe we should have them together mm-hmm. and then it, it just grew from there um just getting to know people and and i and i think because we don't take ourselves too serious Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're normal people. We're just talk about normal stuff, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like we invite them to interview them and see. <laughs> you know, we're hello, welcome to our hello. We do a podcast. <laughs> no, not to interview them to see where they stand on political stands. Right. Right. See where they stand with 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 their wall questionnaire. Right. 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 So it's, it's just relax, calm, and eat dinner with us and bring your kids and let them go crazy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So can we talk a little bit like practically, um, cause you guys have people in your home a lot and I think a that's lot. a huge issue with a lot of people. They have no idea how to do that. Like they've never done it or if they have, they didn't have a good experience mm-hmm. or they, feel like their home's not good enough or what it, or it, the whole idea of what you're describing sounds great, mm-hmm. but it really, it fills them with anxiety mm-hmm. or insecurity about actually doing it versus like going out somewhere, which is, I think good. That's a good thing to do. Meet somebody out, but mm-hmm. there's something really spe- special and it's like a fast track to getting to know somebody when you're in your house mm-hmm. or you're in their house. So like, what do you guys, what kind of things do you do? Like when you, like when you describe like inviting somebody over on Thursdays, what are you planning? What are you doing practically like ahead of time? And then at the, when you have people over, like, what do you do? Okay. Can I just like debunk what you just said? Yes. Go ahead. Like if I say something stupid, no, you did not, not how you said it. (laughs) It's just what people believe or what happens with people. So uh, the scripture I brought up at the beginning of the podcast. Um, so we're called to do this. So if you just feel like I am not good enough, I'm not um, talented enough. Like the f- last time I did it, I completely failed. Well, just do it again. You'll get better at it. Um, 
but that's the enemy like speaking to you and maybe there's some truths in it, but um, God's truth is, is better than our truth. So uh, just keep doing it. And I know we'll probably talk a little bit more on that, but I just wanted to say that. Mm -hmm. So some practical things um, we do. Well, we like to clean our house before people come over just because it makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this might sound like super practical, but if I don't have a lot of time, the kind of things that I concentrate on, like just a, I mean, if you are planning for somebody to come to your house, it's not, I'm not talking about like unexpected guests, but if you're planning on somebody coming to your house, um, you know, take out the trash like the day before. So your house isn't kind of like smelling like trash. Um, <laughs> don't have laundry sitting on your couch. Uh, some people, as you get closer with people, they don't care about that. But at first it might be awkward them sitting next to your underwear. Um, I just want to say it comes to underwear. I never want to sit next to your underwear. <laughs> like, there is no time when I'm that close to any of you. Right? I mean, other, other clothes I'm cool with, but... Um, dirty sucks. Yeah, it's, you know. But, you know, if you have fingerprints on your front door, that just says you have kids, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, just like... Pick up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying like call the maid, but um, just pick up. It'll make people feel comfortable. Um, It doesn't need to be spotless. In fact, Mm -hmm. if your house is like completely like you could lick your floors, people don't want to come over because then it feels like like. They or don't they mess up your house, or mm-hmm. I think they feel intimidated about inviting other people over because they can't house. see their house being that way. Yeah, yeah. like there can there's some of that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some other practical things that we do: we are planners, kind of both of us are, because Israel worked in catering for so long. Um, so we make lists. Both of us do. This is always different from mine, but <laughs> um, so we'll like make a list like okay what are we we got to go to the grocery store what are we going to make um so we decide on a meal sometimes we let them bring stuff and sometimes we don't so like if it is heather's birthday and she's coming over i'm not gonna have her bring something you know but if it's a cookout and we're having like a couple friends over um let people bring stuff it Mm -hmm. makes them feel like they're like a part of what you got going on it's Mm -hmm. not you just putting on a show but it's just like something about that really feels like community to Mm -hmm. people yeah Yeah, i think getting ready for it uh, i mean you're you're being vulnerable you're opening your house to someone Mm -hmm. you don't know how they're gonna feel what they're gonna think of your things or Mm-hmm. you know how you live or they're going to judge you and i think you just need to be um you just need to get rid of that mm-hmm. that's just lies from the enemy uh, written all over it yeah um you're inviting people over because you want to get to know them you want to have a uh, a meal with them just uh, a time with them um so like Christina say, it doesn't have to be spotless, mm-hmm. but you just gotta you just want to make it um, inviting. like homey, yeah, mm-hmm. inviting. 
So when they come in, they can feel at home. Uh-huh. They don't have to like ask you permission to use the bathroom. You know, this is your house and this is our house. Oh, come over, the, use use the bathroom. Yeah. Speaking of the break. bathroom, so um, an icebreaker we have is our downstairs bathroom where we have what's it? What's it called? It's like a book, guest book. a guest book <laughs> oh, yeah. that right. you can in the sign in so the bathroom, great. and then we have like a sign that says. You're exactly where you need to be. And Ben's mom came over and she she's like this really sweet Southern lady. And she came over for like a meeting or a brunch or something. And she was like, oh, I love your sign in the bathroom. It is the best. Exactly I just felt, I just was like one notch up, of course. Yes. So one of the things I'm hearing y'all say that's interesting, I think goes back to the, feeling insecure thing is what you're describing is doing things in your home, like everything from like what you cook, the lists and cleaning, everything. The focus is on making people feel relaxed and Mm -hmm. welcome Mm -hmm. in your home, not trying to impress them with you. Right. Right. And and I feel like Mm -hmm. that might be one of the key differences is, if you're worried about what people are going to think of you and you're trying to impress them, then you do, you go to like these, do these kind of silly things mm-hmm. in your house where you're, you feel like you have to clean more than you do or, or mm-hmm. you react to that. Well, I don't care what people think mm-hmm. yeah. and you do nothing. Both of those you're thinking about yourself. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you just shift your mentality to what will, what can I do to make somebody feel more comfortable mm-hmm. here? in my home where they like where you want them to walk in and be able to relax, take their shoes off, kick back and immediately like not be worried about making a mess or mm-hmm. anything else. Like if you can create an environment like that, you've yeah. scored. Yeah. And if you have like fa- family heirlooms or something, you don't want broken and you're having like kids in your house, then <laughs> you might want to put those up Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's better for your relationship. Um, if you do that, because if, if it gets broken, then mm-hmm. they might feel really bad, even if you're like, it's okay. Yeah, instead of telling people, don't touch this, just put away the things you don't want touched. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, I mean, like can. a grandfather clock, I guess mm-hmm. you couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like if, you're just, like if you're just starting out doing it, if you take a step back and think about how you feel in other people's homes when you've been in other people's homes, mm-hmm. and like what is it that makes you feel comfortable, and the fact that you don't judge other people if they have fingerprints on the door or mm-hmm. whatever it might yeah. be, like realizing that the way that you feel when you walk into somebody else's house, like you just you want to kind of emulate that. And so mm-hmm. if you think about that, that you're not sitting there critiquing if you see like a piece of dust on something, or but it's how you feel. And Mm -hmm. the times when you feel the most at home, what does it feel like? And if you feel like you can sit and stay for a while or you feel like you can, um, you don't have to rush off or you're not having to push things aside or whatever it might be, then, Mm -hmm. um, then it's going to make you feel, then if you just kind of try to do that or provide that for other people, then that is helpful, I think. Yeah. And I think like, it's, it's not like always just, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. You know, there is work that needs to be done. You mm-hmm. do need to clean up your house. You do need to sacrifice a night out of your week, of your busy week, to host people. You know, and when they leave, you gotta clean up. And so there is work. So there's a sacrifice that you gotta make. Mm-hmm. 
but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. And I would say too that like I think we're talking a little bit more about establishing community and like like planned community, but there is some there's another side of it and we we talk about this at least I think women do where it's like we shouldn't that there should be a place that people can be invited into our mess too, but a lot mm-hmm. of times that's after community's already been established. So yeah. I think that I want to just say that as kind of like a yeah, Lindsay sees my mess every Saturday morning. Yeah. When she comes to Tudor Jasmine. Yeah, or if you just drop by and yep. there's a mess, mm-hmm. it's not you, like you have to. But but if you're inviting people into your lives, you also have to let them be, you have to be willing to let them see your mess because hopefully they're going to just stop mm-hmm. by or hopefully right. they're going to. Yep. And so um, it's not like you're always having to pick up and, but like at least when establishing community or having groups over, then it's a good kind of, barrier to get over um yeah i think that's another one that it's kind of socially hard to address and to even talk about because there there are i I suspect people that their home is is at least they would say a constant kind of disaster area And, and and maybe it's such a mess and so cluttered maybe they got kids and it's just gotten out of control and they have so much stuff and it's it's it becomes overwhelming like it becomes like an emotional hardship you know to mm-hmm. to even address it yeah and they just sort of go well so the the idea of having somebody over seems so far away cuz before they can even think about doing that they got to deal with all this stuff and you saying like invite people into your mess i think have the courage to admit that that's the situation and ask for people to come help them like organize yeah. mm-hmm. and declutter yep. and clean up and have like people that to me this is the way the whole church should operate you see somebody else like maybe you look you look at like israel and christine you're like well i'd like to get to where they're at with this hospitality thing and you invite them into your Mm-hmm. Even just to come over to your house and say it How might be feel <laughs> traumatic, but like yeah. just to kind of say to let the light in and say, "This is a mess. I know it's bad. I don't like it this way. Can you give me some help in, in getting this sorted out?" Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you invite people to help you mm-hmm. so that you can get over that. So now you're like using community and relationships mm-hmm. to yeah. make it so you can have better community relationships. With I think it's better than just hiding out, yeah, and yeah. having this kind of secret. Mm-hmm. hoping no one ever sees your house. Yeah. Right. And the reality is, is if you set some regular things, like you guys were saying the Thursday night thing, or if you have a small group, um, or if you have like kind of regular times where you're having people over, the reality is, is that your house will be less messy for more mm-hmm. time because like you're picking up yeah. and then it's not going to get destroyed. I mean, it can, because if you have kids, it can get destroyed, but but not not unmanageably destroyed within yeah. a few days or within a week. Like you can kind of, there's, there's those things. And so like, I think kind of fighting for a place, at least a part of your house that you can invite people into. Um, but, you know, if it's a barrier for you right now, maybe invite somebody that you feel you can trust more to help you get it to a place where you can mm-hmm. invite people into that space. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. It is worth it. And it's healthier for your like, your well-being um, mm-hmm. as a as an adult. I mean, when you can feel like you have a little bit of peace. control and peace, yeah, in your house. All right. Stop it right there. Thanks for joining us. We'll finish up next week with part two of our interview with Trill and Christina. 
talking about how they do hospitality and hosting in their home. This has been great so far. I think you'll love the next episode, the rest of this interview too. So for show notes and more episodes, head on over to artofcommunity.net if you haven't already and get subscribed so you can get notified when I come out with new episodes. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.